<laughs> Damn, that's some willful ignorance for your ass. Oh, shit. Uh, you gotta get a Fuck it, do what you. What kind of money do you have? <laughs> can you can you see? It's those uh, wonderful stimulus checks our great president has given yeah, us. Yeah, well, I'm looking. It's like it's like there's a face up there and uh, and nice mics. Yeah, we. Yeah. And he has a switcher where he can go back from your just your um, face and video, yeah. Ugly mug. We and haven't met. I'm I'm, I'm Josh. Oh, this is Josh, by the way. Josh, I'm Matt. Nice to meet you. Matt. Nice to meet you too. <laughs> Look at that. I can I can fuck with your screen back there. Look at that. Yeah. Look. Now I'm in a shitty portrait mode. And uh, <laughs> oh. this is great. Why are the kids starting school on a on a Wednesday? They start tomorrow, Thursday. Tomorrow's Thursday. Thursday. Sorry, that's Today's. Not what you really meant. You just meant like Today's in the middle Wednesday. of the week. I don't I don't know. I don't know why they do it that way. Uh I don't know if you know this, but school's completely fucking weird this year. Yeah. They're starting, literally starting school. Uh, I mean, it's a weird first day of school. I got to get them up in the morning and feed them uh-huh. and then sit them down at the kitchen table to start school. Oh, okay. That's what, So you're doing the the in-house learning. In-house. In-house learning. I, I don't know how much learning is going to take place. <laughs> it will be in the house. Because I, I, I did it all spring. I mean, it, it wasn't too rough. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, it sucks. Your time's all taken up. Yeah, yeah. You can't do anything. I work from home, and my son, I had to do that for him. I got two kids, and the oldest one was second grade, and it was like three or four hours to get him to do 20 minutes of homework. Because, I mean, he well, already has, you got ADD, too, though. Well, I got ADD, too, but he just doesn't want to – he didn't want to – First, it didn't count unless you were on camera. You had to be on camera or you weren't counted as, like, and he didn't want to be on camera, right? right? Yeah, I don't sure. want anybody to see right. me. And then finally got him on camera, right, for those calls. And then I'm like, well, what are they? They're not teaching him anything. All they're asking is, so how do you feel today on a, on a scale of 1 to 10? And it's just like, you're, you're giving more anxiety. Just let him be. He already knows it's all. You ask him every day, what do you feel like 1 to 10? Of course, he's going to be like 8, 9. Yeah. Fuck my dad. I, don't want, I hate that guy. That's usually a six. How are your How are your kids coping with this? Uh, I think they're good. Back to school. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I really don't talk resilient. to them. I don't know. I don't think they, uh, they care. I don't know. I don't know. I, you know what? Maybe I should ask them. They seem fine. <laughs> uh, I will tell you this. What's, here's what sucks. Because kids... So my kids are um, 10 and 7. Yeah. And when this is all said and done, it's going to be like a year, right? Maybe. So, God willing. Maybe, Hopefully. Maybe. But, I mean, where we're headed right now is going to be almost a year because they're saying, well, they'll go back to school before this is maybe this semester. I don't think it's going to happen. I don't know. Yeah. Um, well, Joe Rogan's coming to Texas. Kids, yeah, I have a 10-year-old. Okay. Well, then you know yeah. that you, know, you, you both have kids in school, so you get it. Do you know – you know that you can't get all all parents on the same page, right? No. Like, and parents love to complain and bitch, and then everything seems to be kind of smooth, and then there's one parent that comes out of wherever with another problem and starts it all up again. So, well, the dads I'm sure that will what the, the dads are almost always reasonable. <laughs> it's those goddamn moms <laughs> that just <laughs> God damn it. Are you? Did you hear Rogan's coming to town? And you were auditioning for the show. There you oh go. no shit! Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what? That's that's what I was saying. In what are you Austin, talking about? Rogan's coming to Texas, yeah, so all the problems Austin. are going to be done now. We're we're good. Oh shit! Okay. School's going to start. Corona's going to go away. 
It's going to be amazing. Yeah. The, um, yeah. So it's, it's, it's been weird. Cause, but the thing is, is it, so you, you got a 10 year old and you said you're in second grade. Yeah. Josh? I got a eight year old and a four year old. Okay. Well, it's the same. It's even bigger for your four year old. It's for my oldest. It's 10% of her life has been spent in this year, just locked in this house, pretty much. No yeah. friends or whatever. Yeah. It's jacked. So, and my son has, uh, he was born with some, uh, you know, uh, weak sauce lungs. Because mm. uh, mm. his dad is a comic. So that's just <laughs> what you get. You know what I mean? It's like, I mean, it's like, hey, you couldn't, you know, maybe if your dad was in the NFL or knew how to swing a hammer or something, you'd have some real actual uh, body strength. But he can't Sins breathe. Are so the we got to look after him. <laughs> yeah. Has it been harder then? So you can't go out anywhere because of, because of the what your son has. No, I mean we're not a- acting that way. We're just trying to be careful. Like we just canceled trips and um, just you know we've had some invitations from friends. Like hey, the kids should get together. And we're like yeah, that sounds good. Uh, and then in the conversation, we're like yeah, we just got back from Florida and thought the kids could hang out. And I was like uh, <laughs> nah. I'll in a couple of weeks. It's uh, that's Florida's a dangerous place. So. Well, I talked to Florida, and Florida said you can't transmit it. So I believe Florida. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Well, the other thing too, you know, and people, you know, people ask me like, "Well, how do you know?" It's like I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm not one of these people who's pretending to know and saying, "Oh, this is how it goes." I, I I'm not an epidemiologist. I just learned how to say the word. In fact, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know the answers. Um, but it seems pretty simple. If I don't know the answers, uh, the people who People are like, well, how do you know? They they know the answers. I don't know that they do either. But yeah. uh, well, I, I, I'm also not afraid of just being a reasonable fucking person at this point in my life and saying, all right, what do I got to do? I got to stay in a little bit. Yeah. And I got to wear a mask. All right. I think it's easier to know, though, if you feel like you're healthy and you don't know anybody else in your family mm-hmm. who has, like, you know, any type of immunity problems. And it's like, oh, I know this is fake, you know? Because there's no real repercussions, is what you believe in your head. Guys, I'm sorry. Uh, Raise your hand if you're hearing me. You just dropped out yeah. on my end. Yeah, yeah we, hear yeah, we you. can totally hear you. Raise your hand if you're hearing me. Oh, no, raise your hand. God damn Both it. of us okay. flunked. Both I'm of us. Just a second. I'll we're, jack we're this. I mean, yeah. For some reason, I can't hear you guys, but... Uh, Wait, you can't hear us? Loud and clear. No. Did, did you tap mute? He's getting, he's getting it back. Yeah, I can just... I mean, mute. you both look good. <laughs> you, I don't know what you're doing. Is this... Hold on. Let me M- see if I can remember. There we go. Like look, this. Look. It was just... Is this is like that. You, <laughs> um, I'm gonna disconnect U- my headphones and try T- to reconnect them. Got it. E. All right, try. Here so, we go. Da, 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 give him the right one. I thought he was gonna say, uh, "Raise your hand if, if what you're talking about is bullshit or something." Like yeah, that. no, yeah. I don't, I don't <laughs> know, my hand and I was all, I already, I was all, damn, I was gonna. I was gonna raise my hand. I just on don't that. follow fucking instructions for shit. Anyway. I know both of us are yeah. like, "Can you hear us now?" Guys now, now? Uh, okay, sweet. Yeah. <laughs> you asked us both. Raise your hand if you hear us. We're like, I couldn't. But. <laughs> we're like, yeah, we can hear. We can hear you fine. <laughs> Tell us. You could give me clear cut instructions. And I will not follow them, dude. Yeah, he even showed us. He even showed us, guys. Yeah. This is raise, what, raise your hand if you can hear me. We're raising, like, dude, you can't hear us. <laughs> Raising Hilarious. your hand looks like. What I was saying though, it's easier to. Motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> we don't do very good with it. No, what I was saying though, it's like if you have, it's it's easier for those for people to 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 know it's uh it's whatever they believe it is when you don't have uh any compromises with your health or anybody in your family that could has the compromises with the health. 
know what I mean? Yeah, That's... I, and even that, I'm not even trying to want to overstate the situation or whatever. You know what I mean? I, I'm also, I'm, I'm old and fat, dude. I'm at the, I'm, I'm approaching the end. I'm just rolling with whatever. You know, and I, my wife gets so worried sometimes because, you know, you get insomnia too. You know, the days are different, you know? Yeah, it blends together. Weird. So sometimes she's, I mean, I, I wake up at three in the morning and she's been up on her phone already for two hours staring at it and reading. And it's really easy to start to creep yourself out and to, you know, start to panic. And she's like, well, maybe we shouldn't do this or maybe we shouldn't do that. I'm like, well, you know, we, we started out the whole cove time saying we want to flatten that curve and try not to pack hospitals. Yeah. And I think somehow in between that time, we convinced ourselves that the new goal was to never, ever get this or anybody get it. And I'm not saying I want people to get it, but I I don't think any of the experts ever said that they thought there was an expectation that we could maybe none of us get it. So I, yeah. I'm like, well, I still want to live a little bit of life. Just mm-hmm. try to be safe. Try See? to be nice to other people, too. It seems like there's such a simple thing to do. Uh they, I mean, the internet's filled with videos of people who've lost their fucking minds because they're like, I'm going to... I'd I would love rather it. shoot you than wear a mask, but whatever. <laughs> I love it. I can't get enough of I ain't wearing a mask videos. It, it's the fucking best. It's the best. Yeah, we were getting shit online for that, like about stories about people not wearing, wanting to wear masks. Yeah. And I think we're uh, also, we've said in, in past podcasts, like I ain't wearing a mask. But uh, now that. said that. Yeah, you did. I have it on a podcast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Your Honor. This, is, um, this was back in March. This is back in team. March. And I remember your exact thing. You're like, well, f- the CDC already says it doesn't work in five. And now he's saying it does work. It's a whole conversation. See, but I'm going it. by what I'm being told. Like, you can't judge me right. for the information I'm receiving. Right, right. right? And, you're, and you're a medical professional. And now, okay, my platform has changed. I say be a little safe. But, <laughs> uh, you know, whatever you want to do. Just like Matt. Just like, hey, dude, don't try not to go out. Don't be yeah. too crazy, you know. But we were getting comments on there if saying. you got to go up at a bar to, you know, get your nut off, you know. And, yeah, just go do five minutes at oh. this place who's crazy enough to have comedy. And then just go yeah, home. Yeah, bro. George, are you going up anywhere? No, fuck no. I'm going up. Yes, crazy. you did. You just went up this past Sunday. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm doing the club. <laughs> this is what's starting to creep me out. Yeah. It's twofold. One is, oh, fuck. Ah, oh, shit. No one watches this anyway. Uh, th- there's all these dudes yeah. who are some of the worst dirt people. Yeah. And I see them trying to arrange mics at bars that shouldn't be open. <laughs> and they have no business doing stand-up. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, you're going to go risk health for your set that wasn't even original in 1993. That's what you're going to try to fucking get out there, people. Now, here's the flip side of it. That's what I was thinking. And then today, literally today, I was brushing my teeth and I was like, I was thinking about, I've been doing stand-up for uh, over two decades. The longest I ever went off stage, I think maybe was a month, right? Now it's been six months. Could be longer. And I was brushing my teeth and I was like, oh, fuck. Those guys are going to be the good ones when this is over. (laughs) Yeah. It made me so goddamn sad. It made me so sad. I was like, these fucking chud dirt comics are going to like, I was like, I don't know that I could do this again after a year. Will will there be timing? What's happening? Well, you also, you also got to add in the new uh, Zoom comics. Uh Because I'm sure there's quite a bit of comics that started on Zoom. And then those comics that did a lot of Zoom comedy, that's going to fuck up your timing. Because there's no pauses. Yeah, dude. You don't pause for laughter. You just... It's going to fuck up your timing. There's no pauses because there's no... 
laughter. There's no feedback. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's so... God, I'm just rushing around my mouth. It's, some of it's just like, I don't get it. I don't get it. Okay, it's not for me. It's, it's just, just yeah. yeah, you know? it's like Even the comedy clubs is different. Raw onions. The show we did Sunday, it was about 40, 50 people, but oh. it fits 400. Yeah. And there, the first two rows aren't, there's nobody there. They're spread out and they all have masks. I mean, you can see, you hear laughs, you see smiling eyes, but there's still a... a see, I had people slapping the table, so oh, I, okay. I heard it, so I'm good. You know people I mean? were flashing their phones yeah. at me. Yeah, people were trying <laughs> get to get off. the fuck off the <laughs> Like, they're liking it. They're liking it. You know, some uh, people are doing... They all learned how to throw a five-minute light at you, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, time up. Time yeah. up, bro. No, no, I got 25 minutes. I'm the last guy. I'm the last guy. <laughs> they're doing the fucking cutthroat light. <laughs> yeah, uh, so I don't even... I don't know the... I, I don't want to say I won't ever do comedy again. Like, I want to get back there. It just, it's so weird. It seems foreign to me almost at this point. I suggest doing it the right way. Which is? Which is, wait it out. Don't just, hey, we have this uh, fucking funeral that we want you to do 10 minutes. Don't just wait it. Uh, no. Wait till some quality shit I comes did, your I, way. I did 10 minutes at a funeral. I did 20 minutes at a funeral. It was your, your grandpa. But you didn't get booked for it. I did. I you did just, get booked for it. My 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 mom. You didn't get booked for no, it. No. She said that there was going to be an hour section and you got to talk about your grandma. My grandma your died grandma in June. thought you were weird. And, and they said Josh will do his weird So thing. I thought, oh, just go up there and like bring my cousins up and they'll tell stories. Yeah. And my mom was like, you have to make, you have to be funny. You have to make them laugh to get it. I'm like, that's a lot of pressure. She said that. Yes. She oh, goes, she so goes, you didn't tell me that. She told yeah. me. She, no, okay. she, she was just like, if you're a professional, then be professional. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm that's my grandmother. Yeah. Right there. You can't. But anyway, murder. It, it was great. Uh she gave you the club owner speech too. Hey, yeah. if you're a professional, yeah. be a professional. Exactly. You're not, by the way, no shift drink until after the show. <laughs> uh, and we couldn't get everything on, on your writer. And, and the crazy part is that's the first time my dad has ever seen me, you know, talking to a really? mic and say any story. Yeah. He says I do the devil's work. So he refuses to see me in the past 10 years. So, All right. I yeah, get yeah. you. And so, uh, yeah, he's ultra Catholic, um, oh, super religious. All right. Yeah. And so, uh, I, I went out and then when I'm done selfish of me, piece of shit. Okay. I tell my dad, I go, that's crazy. That's the first time you ever seen me tell any stories or any jokes. And he just goes, huh? And he's like, man, that story your little cousin told was hilarious. That's the funniest <laughs> thing I've ever heard. And I was like, Phew. all right, that was a funny joke. He did story. He said, but my cousin's like telling it and everybody's laughing, but he's like crying through telling the story. Very touching, right. but I was I was like, why did you have to tell me? Why did you have to tell me that? Okay, Dad? okay. Except for your own grandmother's funeral, just <laughs> wait till you get some quality stage time. I'm I think a, I waited like three months, and then I got some quality stage time. Yeah, two months, two days for me. Yeah, or it was, it was like two months. No, wait, what did I do? It? No, I went out. I it, did it after you. I went out in June when I was told that it's yeah. safe, and I right, I abided by the guidelines. Exactly. And I'm not. We're not judging you. Well, yeah. maybe George is. I'm not judging. <laughs> And that's not my that's not my mission in life anymore. It was oh no, it's so fun. I dude, I I'm all judged out. I was just the judgiest motherfucker when I was younger. I don't. Uh, my, kid, kids kind of ruined me. They ruined me. Yeah. I was uh, I was mean and shitty, but I was a lot faster and quicker with an uh, insult. Uh, and then yeah, kids made me kind of love. Well, I can just in the sense right there. They just made me love. love. So just love. I got all soft, fucking soft. The um. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a bit of a prima donna anyway. I don't like 
I don't like uh, anything that's not a club, yeah. really, or yeah. like set up and t- I like purchase tickets. Mm-hmm. I don't like backyards mm-hmm. or uh, any, yeah, I'm on driving. I'm, I'm full on. What's that? Driving theaters. I don't want you flashing your lights and man honking or whatever, dude. I, <laughs> oh shit! A lot of it though, it has to do like I just have such crippling self confidence issues anyway that anything that's gonna make it awkward, I just don't. I, I already did. I did ten or so years of of road work and bars, and mm-hmm. you know, hey, uh, my buddy has got this room, and you show up, and you're like, this is a fucking <laughs> biker bar, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, yeah. This, never did a show for the banditos. Biker bar. I do, I do jokes about clowns. I'm at a fucking biker bar. What are you doing? <laughs> like, hey, we're all getting ten bucks. Like, yeah, fuck. Oh. So I. I just at a certain point when I got I was just like all right I, I'm just a pussy if you can call me a pussy or say dude you're not a real comic you don't work the real rooms anymore and I'm like yeah you're right you're right I uh I love having uh, an attentive audience managers <laughs> yeah. and fucking security people that kick people out. I'm a fucking pussy now <laughs> love yeah yeah I've done I've done uh I need coconut shrimp is that it I need coconut <laughs> shrimp <laughs> skittles. If they get, if they don't have that shit on the fucking menu at a comedy club, now nah, right. Yeah. I just I don't know. I've been I've been heckled by uh, cartel members, and so and then the whole. Can sh- we fucking say that? I believe so. No, bro. I didn't say. Don't which invite cartel. me into that fucking world with you. I don't dude. believe which cartel. I We're mean. not gonna going to say anything about the cartel. So this uh this establishment that you know <sighs> okay deals with trading of cocaine. Um, oh, dude. <laughs> Yeah, and they start they started heckling me, and I'm telling friends about it and being like, "Isn't that that's crazy, man?" Like, yeah, I went up, and I did comedy from the cartels, and he's like, "Yeah, but how is that gonna help you, you know, headline at clubs?" It's just like, I mean, it gives you thicker skin because you're scared, sure. but as sure. far as making you a better comedian, yeah. you know, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just not worth it. Yeah, because I he doesn't understand. He doesn't. No, it's not. He doesn't understand. Cause I, that I'll go like, he was, he was living in Austin. Then he'd come down and visit. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna go hit these open mics up. And he's like, all right. And he shows up with me and it's just, just oh the, the shittiest God. open mics ever. Just got awful. Nine people there. And yeah. you know, they're all comics. And I just like, oh, I just want to go and you know, talking to a microphone. That's all That's I want to be honest. If it's all comics and that doesn't mean there's nine people there. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People, Some of those aren't nine people. Comics. Dude. Yeah. They're not people. But they were attentive when I when I went up, so that's all. Just the with Austin, it's just it just spoils you. Like oh, yeah. every every fucking show, it's like, damn, dude, this is fucking great. Austin has become. Fun. I didn't. I mean, it's very different. You know, yeah. it, 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 the scene's kind of grown up, but it used to be. It used to be rough. It used to be mean, brutal, was, like was, San Antonio, brutal. San Antonio, that brutal. San Antonio's fucking brutal. San Antonio's not my favorite place I've ever. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. Can I run for as a politician now? That's pretty good. That's pretty good. The way I did that, huh? Yeah. Um, well, no, it's like being for us here. Going to Austin is and and doing stand up there. It's nice because it's like being in a in a relationship where somebody cares about you. And over here, <laughs> it's an abusive relationship, and you don't know. That you're in an abusive relationship. So when you go over yeah. there and you don't have to struggle with the audience to pay attention to you, they get really weirded out when you kind of shit on them. 
like comedy savvy audience. Well, it's, like, it's comedy. We're riding with you. Just yeah. say something funny. Like, exactly. Yeah, yeah, you're reading too I, much into that, it. That part about Austin is way different. Yeah. Because it did not used to be, especially, you know, there were only two rooms. It was uh, Cap City. Mm. And that's uh, very, very hard to get any time there. And then the Vell. But the Vell was people barked in off. It was all tourists, you know. It yeah. was it was, uh, it was was rough. It was a rough room. And we used to pride ourselves. I mean, you would, whoever walked the last person out of the Vell used to get a free drink. So, I mean, <laughs> in the old days, people were purposely trying to walk as many people out of the room as they could. I mean, yeah. we saw that as a badge of honor because it was easier than admitting that we weren't good enough <laughs> to hold the attention uh, of strangers who didn't know who you were. Like, you know what I mean? Just I wasn't a strong enough comic, so I was like, fuck it, you know? Can't hurt me if I if I bury myself. Oh, there you not go. Not like I tried. And, um, but things have, I mean, especially like, like probably last decade or long, well, probably 15 years now. Maybe, I don't know, 10 years? It's gotten way better, way better. Like, I, and now it's fun. Like, I'll go do shows that I've never even, there's so many shows, and I'll go yeah. do one I've never even heard of and think. Uh, and even, you know, smaller rooms where you, I used to sometimes get panicked because you'd be like, fuck, there's only 20 people here. 20 people in a room now, especially with a comedy savvy, it's fun. It's fun. Yeah. You're just oh, like, oh, this yeah. is, this is the, up. That's the tiger. That's the blind tiger here in uh, San yeah. Antonio. It's yeah. a perfect I hear great room. things about that room. Never been in there, but I hear great things about it. Oh, it's the best. It's very, um, it's a, it's literally underground, like cellar type. It only seats about before COVID. It's at 60, but now it's, it's 20. Yeah, we would have ass, so, ass to butts, uh, yeah. no, cock to butt. What do you call it? Dick to butts? Side to side. What are you talking about? So, oh, I'm I sorry. Side to side. Nuts. Butts to nuts. There you there go. You but go. I like rhyming. There you go. There you go. <clears throat> so we get butts to nuts, and we pack like 65 people in there, but comfortably about, what, 50 people? Yeah. Sometimes we'd even have AC in there. With so the waitress coming down. <laughs> it's perfect. Yeah, so is, does Austin, I know you've probably been asked this question already, but does Austin uh, now become the mecca because Joe Rogan, biggest potty, comedy potty, comedy podcast is moving there? Also, how do you plan to get on? <clears throat> <laughs> I know Joe from back in the day. I shouldn't say that. I mean, I don't know if he know, remembers me. I haven't <laughs> seen Joe in 15 years. Oh, he shit. Used to come through, he used to come through Cap a lot, and I would hang out with him. I used to, you know, I used to be... Um, I still feel consider myself a friend. I used to be fairly tight with uh, with Stanhope, and so Stanhope and, and Rogan were, were pals. And Rogan would come to town, and then Rogan always wanted Alex um, Alex Jones yeah. to come to the club and mm-hmm. party. And you know, it was a it was a it was a very different scene back then. But and he's familiar with the radio show I do. I mean, he's he's given a shout out on his podcast a lot, nice. which is always very nice because his listeners are loyal people, and occasionally, you know, Dob. We'll get letters from people who say, "Oh, I listen to you guys a couple times a week now because of because of Rogan." Yeah. Um, so you've been doing 15 years of groundwork just in case <laughs> Rogan came to Austin. I now, but see, but nice. I don't know. I mean, are Rogan's fans comedy fans? I don't know the answer to that. They um, may be, but I don't know the answer. Well, I, mean, I know I, a I lot of like... comedy fans aren't Rogan fans, uh, apparently. Really? Yeah, well, man. Well, I mean, oh, I, yes, I mean, but no. You know what I mean? Like, there's all these critics out there. I, I don't know. Have, I don't understand. You're always going to have critics. These, like, comedians. Yeah. Comedians who only do fucking whatever. You know what I mean? Like, they're not really in the clubs too much. Out, have these fucking strong opinions about a guy who you, who's used his platform to create tremendous success. Tremendous success. <laughs> all right. It's like, dude, no one cares. You don't think he's funny, bro. Shut up. Like, 
But what it's a it's about? a thing to it's gonna ruin the comedy. No, 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 once no some, it's not. Once you something don't get booked anyway. Shout but out. once something becomes super great, it then becomes almost like uh, that people wanted to fail. Well, not people do want it to fail, but people start mocking it. You know what I mean? Michael mm. Jackson gets to a certain point. I mean, again, he did what he did with children, possibly. But they, he, they, people allegedly. start making allegedly. They they start making they start making fun of him. Uh, people are now making fun of Red Hot Chili Peppers. I did not know about Fuck. this, but now it's they're they're the like cool thing. to that game, bro. I know. I'm really like yeah. twenty years to them being lame. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying? I look, <laughs> seriously, dude. <laughs> I'm a with you right now. No, I mean, they turned into mom rock. They went from songs literally saying, singing, I want to party on your pussy baby. Uh-huh. And then in one album, they were like, hey, moms, we're cool. What's up, moms? I mean, it, was, it happened very quickly. They, you know, it's, I mean, Ozzy's not the same either. Yeah. You know, they got to grow I still with their like, audience. I still like Ice Cube, even though, you know. Uh, yeah. yeah. Are we he there yet? That. And he was like, "Fuck the police!" Cheap, and now all of a sudden, are you there yet? Whatever. He, what was the, the movie he did with all the kids? Um, are you there yet? I thought it was right. Okay, yeah. What was it? Are, yeah. Oh, no, I right along with yet? Kevin Hart. Yep. And what? Thirty years ago, he was like, "Fuck the police!" Yeah. Yeah. But you I'm saying, still have that opinion though. Let's be honest. Oh, but, that's true. Yeah. Well, I'm, he I'm, never got pulled over in the fucking movie, did he? Yeah, he did. Oh. Uh, all I'm saying though is you become so big that you then become like uh, you know, I don't know. People just they they're gonna mock it. You're you're, you're too big. Yeah, I know. I was a huge Millie Millie Vanilli fan with their first album, but then once they sold out, <laughs> I just couldn't really dig them anymore. Uh, I think that I I think there's that. I think this when you there was a time you got into comedy because you wanted to tell jokes and entertain. Mm-hmm. And at some point, and I don't have the answers for it. Maybe it was just, you know, part of the internet. It, it, there's an interesting thing that happens. If I open my phone right now and I go to Facebook, it starts flashing a cursor at me, like, have a take, have an opinion. The world wants to know what you have to say. And um, maybe it was around that same time, whatever, that comedy seemed to be less to just about writing and jokes, entertainment, and also being very much about, like, here's who I am as a person. Here are my politics. Wow. Here is what you should think as a person, and I'm I, I'm not saying this with judgment. Like I'm I'm saying it more of as an as an observer to mm-hmm. to changes. I mean, there's been lots of different ebbs and flows. At least, and I really only know television, and then kind of my scene. I don't. I can't speak for the whole nation. Um, I try to be careful about that. So I sometimes run my mouth, and it sounds like I know more than I do. But the. Uh, <laughs> I, you know, I I think a lot of people have opinions about uh, Joe. Uh, I stay out of a lot of it, but I, I mean, yeah. I, I also just think. I mean, I, I, it's interesting that sometimes even in a small scene, I mean, we can sit behind a place like Mug Shots or one of the bars where all the comics go, and I could sit there and go, "This is not a group that would organically find each other if we didn't all do comics." <laughs> no, yeah, not at mean? all. Yeah. I'm like, and then I know some of my friends are dirtbags, and I know some of them are holy rollers. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, but we're all hanging out here because we're the group that kind of gets each other. Yeah. So I always find that a little odd when someone who's not in your scene and you're like, he's a dirtbag. He's a fucking dirtbag. And I'm like, yeah. So is the guy that you just bought the drink for. Like, exactly. we, yeah. we know dirtbags really well. It sounds like what you don't like is you don't like successful dirtbags. 
You yeah. need your dirt bags to be pure, uncut dirt bag. Apparently, that's what's okay. <laughs> like he's not, he can't harm anybody if he's just dirt to me. But um, yeah. I, I think it's, I think it makes it. Maybe I'm gonna get myself a show. I, I just think it's interesting to have all kinds of weirdos and freak opinions and all that shit. I mean, from the extremely rich to the guy who sleeps at a fucking bus station yeah, every fucking I know, night. No, it's weird. And know, everybody in between. To know millionaires and homeless people and be like, yeah, the they're same, both my friends. In the same room, yeah. too. Yeah. yeah. In the same room. And All right, I'm going to go back to my box. I that first attracted me to the whole scene or whatever, because I was, uh, I don't know about you guys, but I mean, I, I was, it was never miserable, but I never felt completely like I fit in mm-hmm. in a lot of places or whatever. And then I got into comedy and I was just like, and then it was, then you knew, you knew when you weren't fitting in, because comics have no problem letting you know that you're not fitting <laughs> yeah. in and that you don't belong. And then you slowly work your way into the group. And then it's the same insults, except they're said with a smile. And you're like, oh, okay, I've been accepted. You're still shitting on me oh, every time we go anywhere. That's a, that specifically is an Austin thing, where it's like they smile at you and shit on you, because we would be mean as shit. And like people are up doing like their set and we'd be in the back, like giving them the light, like clapping people off stage. We were horrible with each other. Just I started doing that shit at the Velve. Yeah, it was not cool. Not. Yeah. Yeah. I just got too comfortable. And that's weird because the Velve used to be such a fucking brutally mean room. (laughs) And at some point it got. It Pat, got supportive. Pat Dean, dude. <laughs> I'm so ashamed that it got supportive. <laughs> that's that's good though. That's good that it's supportive because the tiger it's wasn't actually really good. Yeah. It's actually really good. I mean, I'm yeah. not sure that the bullying especially now that the the, the whole business is different. I, I got really fucking bullied coming up, but also the goal was the only goal was to get on the road. Mm. I've said this before in other podcasts too. You know, the last thing in the world you want to do is start a show because the only person who ever ran a show were people who knew they could make it on the road. Why else would Uh-oh. you start somewhere you have to be here every week? Every week you want to be on the road hitting another club. Yeah. So if you started a show in town, you were admitting to the entire scene, I'm not good enough to ever get a road gig. Fuck. So no one would start a room here. You never started a show. Yeah. It was an admission that you were a failure. So, um, now the goal is for some people apparently to have 75 shows um <laughs> yeah which still don't add up to one good show <laughs> but then you, yeah. they, you, mean, you trade you, off you know, like for, what's that you trade off is what they're doing it for it's like i did my you did my show now can uh, i do your show we all do show don't shows. get me wrong i'll do anybody's show i don't care but just i don't have a show sorry you know I don't have time. No, I know. I know. Sometimes people will write to me and say, "Hey, yeah. man, I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna offer you. I've got two, two slots for you, and you have to let me do your show." And I'm like, "I've never, wow, ever traded a spot for us." Like I, yeah, I book a show a very specific way. It works. It's the way I'm gonna keep booking it. Yeah. I, uh, and I don't want to do your show. <laughs> <laughs> Just flat out, I don't, I don't want to yeah. do your show. Like well, the- like and it, and it, and it, and it goes back to like, okay, you have a residency at the club, though. You know what I mean? That's yeah, a lot I mean, different. It's a different place. That's a different than like, hey, I got this coffee shop. We pack it out with a hundred people, which is still nice, but we pack it out with a hundred people. But when but when it rains, nobody shows up, or you know, or some like right. small yeah. thing. Well, but when they run out of coffee, nobody shows up for the comedy anymore. You're, you're, I like the shows where it's like, hey, nobody knows we're gonna do comedy right now, but everybody get ready. We're gonna start an hour and a half late, and then we're gonna spring it upon everybody. I'm like, fuck, can I do 45 minutes at the end? Yeah. That's my favorite show. 
I Dude, never surprise comedy is the worst fucking comedy. <laughs> I I've I, never. I mean, yeah. Well, just when I was younger, I was like, dude, anytime to do stage time. So I was just like, and then I remember like you would get mad, like these people are talking while we're. Talking. <laughs> now, no, you're talking. I'm, now I'm a grown up, and I'm like, motherfucker, I get three hours out of the house a month. Yeah. Where I can afford a babysitter, and I'm here with my wife, and I'm trying with all my might to do anything, say something magic in the right amount of cocktails that I might, might get laid tonight, yeah. right? And now you want to roll out a fucking microphone and start telling jokes where you're like, and this guy said I was an asshole, and I said, thanks, dad. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> you. So you should what roll with that doing? one. That's a good one. Uh, and it's just like, and, you know, and, and in the back, and I'm like, oh, fuck me. So you... you empathize with the people that you were torturing like before huh oh hell yeah but i did kind of even early on too where i was like oh you know what i'm not sure that holding people hostage is actually helping build a scene yeah i mean that was a big thing because i remember there was a couple of us that started talking about we should find a play and it started there was a you know there either you george you might be familiar with it when you got to town where it may have been gone it was called last gas it was that was the website yeah yeah you know? yeah now it's like austin comedy info or whatever but last wow. gas started was a sh- as a show and it was sort of, at the time, it was a place that was north of the city. It was so far. That's why we call it, where they called it Last Gas, because they're like, nobody's driving out this far. But it was a bar that had a separate room with a stage. Ooh. So the point was, if you were doing stand-up in that room, people had to pick up their beers, move away from the bar, and go in that area to see you. And they could leave out the back. They didn't have to walk by the stage or anything. I was like, this is perfect. Because no one will be in this room unless they want to be mm-hmm. here watching comedy. And people would also often stand up, too, and go, I don't want to see this anymore, and walk out. But, mm-hmm. you know, but I was like, this is a better way to do it than what was happening with, you know, when people would, tr- a couple times people would try rooms, and it li- literally was just like, all right, everybody, if you give us your attention, we're going to start doing comedy at you. Yeah. Like, comedy should never be done at somebody. Oof. I don't know. I think comedy should be done in a loud bar. No TV should be shut off. The opener should scream yeah. about vaginas for like 10 minutes Fuck. and then have like eight people going between you. And then you still do your hour. And I think that's the perfect way to do comedy. Yeah, I, th- no, I did. I did that burger place in San Antonio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I did that show. That's what the way I thought gigs were. I really did for the just first. Just like pissing people off all the time no, 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 and trying not, to make them like not you. Not pissing pe- people off, but like just showing up with some speakers and being like, all right, we got to get their attention. We got to make them, we got to make them laugh in this restaurant because, you know, and then you get paid 40 bucks and you're like, fucking 40 bucks. Fuck yeah. I got embarrassed early on. Yeah, like at did. first you have no clue. You're like, oh, I guess this is how it's done. And then like maybe a couple years in, I was like, I'm just embarrassed now, bro. I can't do this. I just got to work on my set and get where I can get regular at the club. I yeah. can go up regular. You well, know? there's a certain point. I think if you start to have a little bit of, you have some empathy for yourself and some self-respect. Yeah. And you've, and you realize one day you're like, what is, what am I, this doesn't look good. Yeah. Like if I walked into a place, even if I thought, oh man, that guy was really funny, <laughs> I would not leave going, that guy whose name I don't know, who made me laugh at this bar, I can't wait to look him up and, and follow his <laughs> career. It was just always just like, oh, that's, those are just some. That's why you got to stop him at the door with your merch and you shove it in their Ooh. face. You motherfucker. <laughs> yes. Dude. Yes. Dude. 
I don't even remember the guy's name. But I, they used to have these cattle call auditions. Two minutes. You'd have two minutes to do a set, right? Yeah. Like they would do them. I guess they used to do them for like that uh, last comic standing or whatever. But before Ooh. that, even like NBC would come to town or, or some network. And Stand up diversity was like that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So you don't remember the, remember the, and so you would have a t- So the, some people in the comedy scene would get a time. Hey, mm-hmm. you're going to, you're going to go up between nine and 10, just show up. And, and you had to kind of, you got to kind of bump the line a little bit, mm-hmm. but then there would also be a shitload of people that's, that drove in five, fucking 5 a.m. Right. Standing in line. And, um, I did, a, I did one of those things and I did my like two minutes and afterwards I was like, even just that, I was like, that was dirty. That felt horrible. <laughs> yeah. And, um, your shirt's all ripped. Back, like, <laughs> yeah. I kind of walked to the back hey. of Cap City and there was a dude there and he's one of these comics who doesn't, he doesn't have a name that's given to you by a parent. His name was just like, <laughs> like steak finger or, you know what I mean? Like it was yeah. just like, yes. oh, I gotta have. You know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah. Uh, um, salad plate. I don't know what the fuck is. Love it. Over. Yeah, yeah. Has but catchphrases like "coochie goes, coochie hey. bang bang." Yeah, he was like, "Hey, that's pretty good." And I was like, "Oh, thanks." And he had a a wheelie, like a little wheelie suitcase with him. <laughs> and I kind of looked down for a second. And he goes, "You think they'll let us set up for merch?" And I was like, "What?" And he had brought T-shirts yes. and CDs, and I still rem- I wish I could remember his name. And he was like out of Dallas or something. And I was like, "You brought merch to like a two minute like where it's ten in the morning. There's nobody here. Who are you going to sell this merch to?" And I remember he was just like, "Got to always be always be hustling." I was like, oh, "No, dude, you don't always got to be." <laughs> hey, I can. How about hustling up a first name, motherfucker? If you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready. There you go. You know what I'm saying? Okay. There you go. You You never know who's in the parking lot. I've seen dudes. You know what I mean? Walking through. Yeah, at 10 a.m. I know who's in the parking lot. It's a a couple of city workers. A guy waiting on a bus. They might need a CD or one of my shirts yeah. to go along I've with seen, that. You I, know. I know comics who sell their merch outside of the comedy club constantly. Yeah. Like, they're just constantly, like, they, they'll show up to the comedy club or the open mic, and they got their, their merch and stuff, and they're, like, and they're selling it. They're selling it. And it makes me think, like, you know, they'll be like, yeah, I made, like, an extra 600 bucks this month off my merch and my website. And I'm like. But do you spend a 1200 bucks for the month? I'm just, wow. I'm just saying. I'm like, am I doing something wrong? Because I've yeah. never had a T-shirt. I've tried to sell albums after, and nobody wants to buy a CD from you. I Ooh. felt dumb. Yeah, yeah I should. I, I think you have. Everybody has to make that decision personally. I, I mean, we all gotta eat. I'm yeah. never gonna criticize somebody for how they're going about it. <laughs> I but will. I've also just thought, man, maybe we should circle the wagons and get stronger here. And it's like, hey, you're a great merch guy. <laughs> you're a terrible comic yeah. I happen to be a great comic but I don't have any merch why don't you stop wasting your time writing jokes make merch and sell it for me you know maybe that's what needs to happen like, that's a really cunty thing for me to say but I <laughs> make my merch super but a lot of them is just like especially now you can do you can be half comedian you know two years in kind of have some jokes but then just do your YouTube act sprinkled in with some some jokes you mm. know what i mean and now you can you can be a touring comedian headlining selling out comedy clubs so if you know the formula yes. why haven't you done that yet i well, like I was gonna to say i mean if you yeah there's that's a long argument some people have where they've decided they're going to be comedy purists or whatever yeah. Uh, yeah 
I, I understand it's bum. It's a kind of a bum thing because sometimes you're like, well, that just took away a whole week from the club. Yeah. Because this guy who has a three minute song on YouTube has decided he's going to tour. Right. And we all know what's going to happen. The club's going to call and say, hey, this guy needs 19 openers because he can only fill 15 minutes of time. God bless him. He's going to walk out of here with $37,000. Each of you is going to get 25 And it sucks. But also, that's... It, I, don't think it's, I don't think it sucks, per se. The, it's just because uh, you're getting quality stage time in front of these people that like, a, you, you know, whatever. No, no, no. Because most of the time, if it's a YouTube star, their uh, audience doesn't understand stand up. Well, I've you, noticed you that. You open up for the Hodge twins. I open up for the Hodge like you twins. You don't understand the audience. Motherfucker. Yep, oh. that's exactly what it was. Because when I heard the jokes, they weren't jokes. It was what you were doing on YouTube. So when I was yeah. doing like setup punch, they were looking at me like, the fuck? But as soon and as sometimes, yeah, and that's one of those weird like road skills where you gotta sometimes observe it and go, all right, I'm gonna be honest with you. All right, <laughs> you're a snake. That's... You guys as an audience are a snake, and I'm looking at you and I'm afraid. And you're afraid of me. <laughs> so either you can bite me and then I have to suck the venom out or we can become friends. <laughs> well, as the opener, I asked him, I go, so, uh, you know, I won't cuss. I won't do any of that. They're like, no, no, no. Do you say whatever you want. So I was like, all right. So after about five minutes of them just staring at me that. doing one liners and shit and not like, Ooh, yeah. uh, yeah, it just came out. I was just like, so pussy. And then everyone's like, ah, pussy. And I'm like, oh. Got it. Okay. And See, uh, the you know, thing I is sold too, out. I sold out and said pussy jokes. Yeah, yeah. Hey, don't, no fear in that. No fear in that. The thing the is, too, with being, a, with being a comic, you know, it's it's takes it takes a whole lot to be known, right? So for the most of your career, you're unknown, and you're having to fight yeah. these crowds that don't know you. So you try to win over people, you know, whereas these YouTube people, they just have their built-in audience, which is as great. As soon as they hit the fucking thing. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, we're doing the same. We're putting this shit on YouTube. You know what I mean? No. Trying to get that audience. I, I learned about that rocks. Um, I opened for Chappelle in, in San Antonio. That's like the Civic Center or the Coliseum or uh -huh. something, something downtown. Mm -hmm. Huge room. Huge room. And that was the first time I'd ever seen a comic do this where Chappelle opened a pack of cigarettes <laughs> and the crowd started going crazy. Yeah. And I remember he threw a cigarette out, and they went even more insane. And he just tossed some cigarettes to people, and I was like, oh, he's gotten bigger than stand-up even. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. is celebrity. Mm -hmm. So he had the ability, if he had wanted to, I don't think he would have had to tell a single story or joke. He could have just read the newspaper, and people would have gone. There were people that had showed up in limos and were dressed. Yeah. I mean, they were out for the night, and it was – it made me feel – really fucking small but it also mm. gave me a little bit of like ambition and drive which is like this is pretty tight like i'm not gonna lie it was uh it was fun i was like fuck that's gotta be fun that's gotta be fun yeah yeah, yeah. And well, also as his career has grown there's been some backlash too where you know he goes to do rooms or something and you know he started having those problems like he when he came to uh austin one time where people just kept yelling like i'm rick james bitch and it was just yeah. like way they scream something to him from a show that he walked away from and moved to Africa. Like that's how much he wants that to be behind him. And you have to yell out a catchphrase from that from 20 years ago. I'm sure he, I'm sure he's gonna be like, you know what? You're right. Let's do the Rick James thing. Let's do that. 
he became a hey, he, he became people, a rock star if though. People got to yell dynamite at, at what's his name. I mean, that's just that's just part of the bit. It's, it's no, a you, curse of your own success. You well, know yeah, I mean? because hey. you become a rock star, like where uh, Andrew Dice Clay started having basically concerts. Yeah, where people were saying back his jokes. You know what I mean? Right. As he as he as he's telling them. So what Louis C.K. would do, you know, all of our favorite comic, Louis C.K. Whoa, dude, he, uh, the one who should not be spoken of. I said his name. You're so crazy. he <laughs> crazy right now. Crazy edit right now. Yeah, so he would go out and people would be cheering for him and he'd just be like, cunt, 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 bitch, 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 suck it, suck it, suck it. And, and you know what I mean? Mm. And so we were like, what the fuck is he doing? Until they stopped cheering because he was like, I'm gonna, I got to work on this, you know, material. You know what I mean? You, you can still like his work ethic, you know? Can you? I um, believe so. Anyway, they just made an, an edit, but Josh was saying, so you were saying how much you love <laughs> oh, Cosby shit. and that you think he really got a bad rap. Yo, free Cosby t-shirts available, uh, willfulignorance.com. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Right, we, actually, we, get, we got a few friends who are like, but what did he really do? Whoa, and hold on. And they're like, they're serious too. 100% serious. And it's like fucking, it's like listening to the president yeah, yeah. when my friend talks about, no. yo, I don't really see the big deal with Bill Cosby. It makes, Whoa, dude. And now I know crazy. how people People hear me when I'm talking about conspiracies because he right. had a conspiracy. He's like, because he wanted to buy ABC and they knew that if he bought ABC, he'd be the richest black man in the world. And then our friend's black. And then, and yeah. His, yeah. So I was just like, holy shit, that's what I sound like trying to explain my conspiracies to people. Mm. Like, it's just like, all right, you're automatically wrong. I can't hear the rest of this, even if there's some. Yeah. I, I have a family member who I, who I love and adore, so I won't out him but i remember like the look because he was trying to explain to me how the world worked <laughs> but because he was really into alex jones he was like dude you gotta understand you gotta understand and i was like oh, well first shit. of all you're like 15 years younger than me and i used to watch alex when he was on ac tv like on mm -hmm. local access and um and i've done shows with alex and so i was like not so he's just like you understand? but you know and alex is fighting the good fight and all that and i was like he said something else and i was like dude you know, you know that Alex is a millionaire, right? <laughs> and his family member of mine was like, no, 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 no. You don't understand, dude. That's not, that, that's, in fact, the CIA maybe tries to put that out there. And I was like, no, I'm telling you, I know Alex. It's like 10 million a year he does. Yeah. And this yeah. is 10 years ago. And I'm like, no, he's doing like 10 million a year. Here's, this is his address. <laughs> you can, this is his house. Yeah. And he was, it, it was, it was like, it was like showing somebody behind the curtain and being like, I know you really love Jesus, but here, real quick, there's a, here, look inside of here, and here's all the answers. And then, I mean, he just was like, you've got, and it really was upsetting to him. And I was like, oh, yeah. I should have probably rolled that out to you slower. Did he did, uh, did he go back just, and start yeah. taking his vitality and just start, the, uh, <laughs> all his Alex Jones You should have chopped the tree down, you know. From the top to bottom, you just went whoop, yeah. and then all that momentum well, fell yeah, on just him. Like he, he's selling silver potions for ninety dollars yeah. a jar. You don't think mm -hmm. he's that adds up in a hurry? Yeah, because he bought <laughs> those silver those silver potions for a dollar off of yeah. Etsy. Silver nitrate, <laughs> I believe. That's wow. Yeah, he has that but one. It touched his hands. He has the uh, the vitality. You get your dick all hard. There you go. Uh, there's also a woman vitality. Um, am I pissing you off, Josh? Are you? Am I? Am I shitting on your your good buddy? No, Alex? no, 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 no. I listen to just, all. Oh, I do. It's my. It's my. Um, <laughs> I, I've. Li I listen. David Ike, Alex all Jones, right. um, 
Louis Farrakhan. I like take oh, yeah. sip eating from the edges. That mm, sounds gross, yeah. but I like I like seeing French. how far yeah. it goes. You know what I mean? But I take it in. It's this entertainment for me. It's like, ooh, this is yeah. nice. I like making my own reality because I don't know how to control my own little household. So I have to look at like the bigger picture, mm. and then I'll be like, oh, I can solve problems from that angle, but I can't. But also, I, I it, what scared me with Alex Jones. Are you okay? Yes. Okay. But what scared me with Alex Jones was he was always against the president, which whoever was Democrat, Republican, Democrat, Republican. Loved right. it. And and that's what I yeah I liked about it right. Yeah. And then. There's a guy named uh, Dr. Steve Pachenik. Don't really know if he's a doctor. He said he was a doctor. Worked for CIA under Bush. Again, never seen the man. This is I what it's being told. I can't walk down this hole with you, bro. And he wow. goes out there, and he's the first guy that actually interrupts Alex Jones, and Alex Jones stops talking. Because when you interrupt Alex Jones, he doesn't stop talking. He keeps talking. And the other person oh, yeah. shuts up. He would shut up. I was like, what the fuck? And then he tells Alex Jones in 2015, we're going to have regime change, and I'm going to use your program to help that. And I was like, holy shit, what, what the fuck? And this guy, apparently his job was to go and go to other countries under Bush, destabilize and put a regime that was uh, friendly to America. That's the American way, But though. he's saying that he's going to do that with Alex Jones here. And then that guy, Dr. Steve Pachenik, starts talking about, we're going to get Donald Trump elected, right? Nice. Yeah, yeah. And then they build him up. And then Steve Pachenik doesn't come on Alex Jones anymore. Yeah. Then they take Alex Jones off of everything. They use this popularity to go. But I was just watching it kind of. That's that the first time true. I kind of freaked out. <laughs> It was, uh, it was a little, yeah, I, I go, I go a little, I, I like, I like the conspiracies where like the moon is hollow and the nah. reptilians. The problem with all those though, is that you, cause you start watching them and go, yeah, this will just be for entertainment. But then they say something and you're like, you know what? You're right. The Rothschilds do own everything yeah. and you start, and it's so easy to get sucked in because of the way brains work. Yes. But it's fun. It's fun because you think you know something that other people don't know, but it's bullshit because you learned it on YouTube well, that everybody else knows or can learn. There's a great there's search, a book out by a guy named Tom Nichols called The Death of Expertise. And he goes mm. deep into some of the stuff about how, you know, none of us wants to feel stupid. And there's so much information now, so mm. much information. It used to be, you could be, you know, you might see... 30 people in your whole life. It was your family and a couple of other local farms and the people yeah. at your church. And so you had a place in the, in that society where you could be an expert on something. You were the best horseshoer or the best sheep fucker, whatever it was yeah. you had. Yeah. You were the best at. Mama said I'm the best sheep fucker all around. I got yeah. awards. Check these boots. <laughs> but they, you get to a point where that doesn't, it's harder and harder for that. And so it's easier if you change all the rules to the game because you're like, well, I I don't have the time, especially at my age, to go to college and then get a master's degree and then get uh, a doctorate and then go work for this government agency for 15 years and really become an expert in it. But what I can do is just call you stupid mm -hmm. and then say, see this thing? Like flat earth is a big one, you know, like just like, Oh, see, I know, you don't get it. You don't get the science. Here's the science. You yeah. just have to look at this. Do some research. Do some research always means watch a really bad YouTube video. Yeah. Do mm. some research. <laughs> and then you get to be on the inside, the in-group. I know more than you. I know, And you didn't have to do any of the work to get there. You just get to go, yep, I know it now. And I know something you don't know. And it feels warm and comfortable. 
Yeah. Well, because most of the time you're scared and you feel like you're insignificant and you don't know anything. So by watching yeah, this, but that's, you've got to lean into that and realize oh, yeah, yeah. The, the universe yeah. doesn't care about you. Yeah. You, the, an ego is a stupid thing to have. You're insignificant when yeah. you're gone. You'll be remembered for maybe a couple of years after that. And then you're gone forever. <laughs> Unless yeah. you do something really heinous, you can do something really heinous, like genocide or something. Bill Cosby. Maybe They'll he remember. did it right. Yeah, maybe <laughs> everybody's quest to be remembered. How far are you willing, willing to, to go? go? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. That's all you got to do. People still know Attila the Hun. Yeah, yeah. And all you got to uh, do is murder in a huge number like that. People what? still talk about Hitler. They bring him up all the time. Yep. Maybe, See, maybe, you, maybe we figured it out. We got to be heinous people, or just yeah. understand that. Yeah. But you can even weird, be super uh, reaction on the planet. You can even be super good. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. uh, Jesus and people will still be. See, nobody is like, well, well, I mean, if that guy was, you know, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> you could be super good. <clears throat> but then people are like, you don't. But he didn't exist. So I like to think he existed. And just like everything else, he's like the Paul Bunyan type, you know, just tall tales. Where you called Jesus Paul Bunyan? Well, you know, like, like. Are hey, you saying that Paul Bunyan existed? <laughs> a I'm one saying foot tall man with a giant blue ox. The fuck? <laughs> he's a tall tale. He's probably like six five, you yeah. know, and he had some kind of big dog with him, and that just kind of, you know, escalated. Yeah. You know, I'm, I, I like to hope, I like to hope that Jesus did exist, but he just, they just got carried away with some of the shit that he, he did. He like, you know, I don't know. He was a, he was a nice, guy. he was a nice guy, you know. Paul Bunyan could have existed. It was I, in biblical times. Right. In you biblical right. times, people were eleven hundred you, feet. Your ego so. has your ego has to be completely out of whack to be because every single one of those people, uh -huh. uh, Attila Hun and Hitler and all them, they wanted to be remembered, and I think that's. That's what drives them. It's just like, I no. have to be like a president. They wanted to take like over a, the world. Like, well, yeah, they want to take over the world. But also like Alexander the Great. It's weird how right now people talk about Alexander the Great. Like he was some great man, but he was like the like original. The yeah, yeah, Hitler. And people are like, and now they quote him like he's some amazing stoic. That's like, look how wise he was. Like, Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell. That's some different. How you not going to love Colin Farrell? That's, oh, why yeah. they, that's why they put Jesus as white, you know, so they could fucking. This is a, promote him. a fun thing is if you look back at Attila the Hun uh, or any of these great conquerors. Mm -hmm. yeah. And this is always a thing to really put stuff in perspective. And you look at those guys. Uh, Alexander the Great. And then you look at their ages. They're young. And you start to wonder, what the fuck have I done with my life? Because mm. I think Alexander the Great was 19 when he took over the army. Yep. And went to town. on like. But they lived, till, they lived till their 30s. So if the average age now is in their 70s, that's like him in his 50s nowadays. Wouldn't it be? Yeah, there's Dude, no sense of... He still was not sleeping till four. Mm. He still wasn't doing life the way I did life in my twenties. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, he but got up. Yeah, but you weren't doing it. Their any life the... was so short. With like, there was no an like antiseptics. There yeah. was no antibiotics. You know, like they could have. They could have went. You right, know what? So he got even more done. You're, you're not helping. You're okay, just saying, to, hey, look. To make you feel better. No sense of opportunity, even, and he still got it done. But no to sense make you, of it, like urgency. Alexander the Great never lined up with a. With a Carl the Great and a guy <laughs> named uh, uh, 
paper plate the great and they all, yeah. didn't all have two minutes to try to show how great they were <laughs> at a cattle call for greatness. but you know what you all know those I mean? comics did all those comics i hope all those comics weren't uh rapists and murderers like he was so maybe they were better than him mm. what comics are uh, the people that would line up for the two minutes or whatever like you were saying so they didn't do as much raping and this pillaging. Is, as, um, well, they didn't do it, uh, hopefully any raping and pillaging. So you're saying, look at all the greatness <laughs> that Alexander the Great did, you know what I mean, at 19 or 20. But the raping and pillaging, I think, also takes away from that. You know what I mean? If you do, okay. uh, you, you know, if you can conquer a lot. But if you, if you uh, Bill Cosby, he conquered a lot. I'm going there. <laughs> Whoa. Let's not make this about Bill Cosby. But the raping took Cosby it all away. Episode. And we're not doing that with Alexander the Great. We're not doing all these others. Like, hey, mm. he conquered. He did all this. And he's a great Stoic philosopher, apparently. Dude. Which the, he wasn't. He just read The slave owners of this country, like Thomas Jefferson, George Washington. I mean, who, you know, no one, no one's tearing down a fucking George Washington, you know, statue yeah, or bridge. Yeah, they are. Huh? They even uh, uh, messed up Abraham Lincoln's uh, monument. Well, only one monument, and that monument's a little crude, you know, with the guy on his knees and shit. It's kind of oh, fucked up. I didn't know about that. You, you, you haven't seen it? No. It's fucking brutal that he even got... It's crazy, dude. It's crazy. There's a there's a guy on all fours in chains Yeah. looking up to Abraham Lincoln petting his head. Uh-huh. And this has been up for how long? Like a hundred fucking years? It's fucking bananas. And everybody knows you don't touch a black man's hair. But what? Okay, that should, that should be the number one sign oh, that, that something's got to change about maybe that. Maybe say, bro. Maybe it's not racism. Maybe we're shaming him in his kinks. You know what I mean? A lot of people say Abraham Lincoln was gay. You know, maybe it's just Who like the fuck said that. Yeah, you never heard that? No. Yeah, wow. <laughs> that Abraham Lincoln. I heard it on YouTube from Alex Jones. He's, a, he's the only one that didn't uh, wear a wig, so I don't know. Well, he had a top hat. Nah, okay. And he just wore it because he was six four and it'd make him look like way taller. Like like who knows? Oh, he's like a seven. That's just footer. what you read in a book. Of course. I, I, were you there either? Was any history? That's no. his thing for anything I ever say. Of course. That's what you read. Or that's, I don't yeah, think he that's existed, That's the only way to dude. get him from... <laughs> I don't think he exists. I think a lot of people just put stuff on his name and all of a sudden, you know, we're made to believe this guy fucking, you know, freed a bunch of people. Moses? I mean, anybody who's, like, good or what tries to be good, yeah. they're, like, lost in the wind. It's the heinous people that move forward. So he could have been the, de the devil, bro. Well, it's the heinous people that write the history. Yeah, there we go. Uh, I, People, I huh? So, uh, wow. calm down. So, uh, Joe uh, Rogan. So I'm just going back to Rogan. Joe Rogan, he said he's gonna make a comedy club in Austin. Austin. Yeah. You think that changes? Does this? Okay. When caught? When? When? Uh, not Carlin, but uh, what's his name? The Rodney. The, no, the real famous show. I can't. Uh, Carson. Carson. When Carson moved to L.A., it made L.A. kind of like. The Mecca, you know what I mean? I mean, New York is still the Mecca, but I mean, L.A. became an even bigger scene. With Rogan, I mean, he's kind of like the the Carson moving to Austin. You think that makes Austin like the new, I guess, comedy Mecca? I don't think Austin becomes a... L.A.? I don't think it becomes L.A. I mean, there's just the amount of work that's available in L.A., the industry. Yeah. We don't have that same amount here. And... Mm, one of the things that's nice about LA that's lined up is that if you can you go there as a comic, you don't really know how the industry works or what's next. Maybe that means you can get taken advantage of a little bit, but it also means that there's like a conveyor belt. I go and I do really good sets at these shows. Someone talks to me, that invites me to some other place. 
Then a manager wants to talk to me. Mm -hmm. That manager gets me some more work, shows me this. Here, there's work to be had. But that work, you have to be clever in figuring out where that work is and how to do it. Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like it's not just you don't just it's not just easy to figure out. I mean, there's a million companies here doing work for the internet. Who's your teeth? I'm always trying to talk to comics about like, hey, put something together, walk over there, try to get work. And they're like, but what? How? How? I was like, oh, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> so one of these places is going to go. Oh, this I don't have any fucking work for you, but you're an ambitious motherfucker. Yeah. Um, I should try to get you something because it's hard to find ambitious people. Yep. And so, you know, just sometimes showing that will will we'll go somewhere. But like I said, you got to create. You have to create those those channels for yourself, and that can be harder. I think sometimes a lot of why we like comedy is that it's such an individual thing. We do at the house, we're writing or whatever, and then you go and you present that stuff, and then you you know. I think even though a lot of us are um, uh, extroverts. Uh, in appearance, I think a lot of us are really deep down sour introverts. Oh, yeah. Think. Yeah. And so that could be, I, I hadn't heard that Rogan was going to do a club. I heard little things like that or whatever. I, that'd be interesting. I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm a, obviously I'm a bit of a loyalist to, uh, well, Cap's great to me. And I love the Velve. I worked there for a long time. I mean, I was, uh, I booked that place for a long time. So I yeah. love those. I, 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 the town is getting bigger. I don't understand why I wouldn't be able to support more, but it'd be interesting. I mean, I know that, uh, Rogan played Cap a whole lot. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Maybe do something with them. Who knows? Yeah, that would be fucking amazing. Yeah, that That'd would be great. Be great. Yeah, I mean, anything that brings more. I, I used to have these discussions with like, I, so uh, Dane Cook doesn't make me laugh, right? He's not my sense of humor. I don't think. How he's dare the, you? Well, I, I mean, I know that he became the butt of a lot of jokes for a while. Yeah, but here's something I will say. I would tell people I do stand up and people who were not, especially like there was a real trough for a while where young people would say stuff like, Oh, stand up comedy. Yeah. I think my parents are into that, but there was a Whoa. bit of it at, at the older part maybe of the millennials where comedy clubs was not even on their radar. Mm -hmm. uh, YouTube didn't exist yet. So they weren't watching comedy on their phone when there was no iPhone yet. And there was, and people weren't really watching a whole lot of Comedy Central. So there was a dip in the industry, right? It was just like, that's something that older people do. Then I remember the change. I remember like getting my hair cut and girl cutting my hair was just like, do you know Dan Cook? Like that, I just saw his stuff and it's excellent. And mm. I started noticing that all these people started really getting into comedy again. And I've had this conversation with somebody else like, you don't, Britney Spears may not be my favorite thing in the world, right? But a younger person goes, who's like nine years old, a girl, when she first came out, would go, oh, Britney Spears, that's excellent. I love music. And she probably later on got into some really other fucked up, crazy <laughs> music. Do you know what I mean? But yeah. you got to have something that introduces you to it or whatever. And nice. I think that Dan Cook, when he got out on my, it was MySpace. That's the, you yeah. know what I mean? He exploded there. I think he got like, four or five million young people think about comedy in a way they hadn't for he a was long doing time. he was so, doing uh colleges and when he was done doing colleges he had everybody add him mm -hmm. add, add oh, really? him to, to myspace after the college after the colleges and he would party with him and, and talk with him that's how he built his uh his fan base i remember that i mean i remember in college i actually yeah. bought the dvd vicious circle how does he do the stupid thing like that. The, the sufi yeah yeah, this, like yeah. Like this. and i remember and I, and I remember uh showing it to to girls before netflix and chill it was 
uh, come watch Dane Cook in my shitty apartment. This DVD, you got to come see it. Yeah, and I mean, there's some genius to that. Uh, So, and it's, I mean, it's easy to shit on. I mean, you can watch, sometimes you can watch a five or seven minute segment from Dane Cook and go like, oh, there's literally not a single punchline anywhere in that. It's just energy and emotion. And so it's like, it's like I said, it's not for me because. I've, you know, I've been doing comedy a long time. I want to watch. Well, it's the same I'm way we're, we're young. Thought of. Were young people getting on? Because when I like when I was watching Comedy Central, there wasn't like a 22 year old comic on comedy. It was like this guy was like in his th- mid 30s, early 40s. He's he's on TV. He's doing his half hour. Yada yada. I don't remember a lot of like, oh, this guy's 23 years old and he's talking about something. You know that people who I go to comedy clubs are sad people i think <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> they have to buy spend money to entertain me distract me right. from this miserableness you know well Which, yeah. and young young 22 some year olds it's not it's not they're like why the fuck would i go sit down somewhere well, like, no, i want to well, be out well, i want to do something you know what i mean so he was the first guy to transition to be like no this is fucking cool dude yeah, yeah, like we can well, have a good time but also uh as as um so that changed the comics that we're getting, like, but then put also on too. there was more and more comedy on on Comedy Central and cable and yeah, stuff. So and yeah, and then less around people. that same time too. I mean, you you think we were talking about Rogan, but Rogan and Stanhope were doing a man show, and mm-hmm. that got people. They were like, "Oh, these guys are yeah. stand up comics." And uh, there were a lot of names that that came out of that same kind of period that got people. I think really kind of and it, before. The, I think also too, there weren't users mentioned. There not a lot of young people. Yeah, the business was so different then too that if you were younger. Everybody had to learn all their mistakes, the same mistakes. Mm-hmm. We all had to learn them. And you had to go to the club, and everybody did bad comedy, and you had to slowly learn. And if you worked in a scene like Austin, it was just gigs on the weekend. There was no, you know what I mean? There yeah. were no Monday or Tuesday shows or whatever. And if you went to L.A., it was full, and you were working and working. And there was just a thing about, like, putting in your dues. Um, I watch... I, I don't mean to say kids. I mean, they're adults or early 20s or whatever. But I watch people who are like 22 or 23 now. Mm-hmm. And they get on stage and I'm like, that person is so fucking good and yeah. developed already at that age. Because, But also think about how much comedy you have available to you now. Mm-hmm. Whereas in the past, even if you had just started doing comedy, you might have watched a couple of specials on HBO. Mm-hmm. And a couple of little things on the old comedy network, you know, before comedy. And then, and then you would go to the clubs every once in a while and you could go see some open mics, or whatever. But it wasn't, you know, it, it costs money to go to a club. It was $20 or whatever to just to go see like a big national headlining act. You didn't have the same access that you do now. Yeah. And works. now I think a lot of comics, they start, they start so much better because they've already gone to all those comedy fail reels and seeing yeah. <laughs> all the really all the lights are sure are bright huh i'm sweating more than mike tyson has spelling bee uh, <laughs> shit that people used to have to find out was really bad and hacky they yeah. just know already like oh stay away from that shit it's it's i i love well, what are we like because it's just so much better we're on like fourth or fifth generation of of people who actually want to be stand-up comedians you know what i mean that wasn't really a thing that you did in the 70s no, or 60s it wasn't. yeah so yeah. we're like Third, fourth, fifth generation, whatever it is, right? But just like basketball, you watch like, oh, Pistol Pete was the shit, and then you watch Pistol Pete, and he's like, do 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 do, and it's like, man, he's stiff as shit. 
and you're watching right. other. Yeah, it's so it's just this like, is like like evolution. Huh? It isn't. It, it's definitely an evolution, and I feel like uh, yeah, but no one had that guy's horizontal game. That's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> Why is his short so high? Just the way it was yeah. played. That like that's the equivalent of the big shoulder pads with the fucking tie. Like, <laughs> hey everybody. But yeah, you get to, you get to study it. Uh, I I like especially because. I think we were like the first generation to be able to now see uh, comics like on Comic View and Comedy Central constantly putting stuff out, not mm-hmm. just the HBOs and, and stuff like that. So then you get to, you know, I'm, I feel like I grew up on that. Just saturation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it makes it seem like, oh, that's it. That, you can do that. That's an attainable yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah, but you were yeah, easily in like... Like influence though, because you watch a lot of basketball. And you're like, oh, I could play basketball. In the yeah, I want to go to the, the NBA. Yeah. I want to go. You to might game. have. Some it was either NBA issues. or comedy. Oh. Why not? I'm gonna let the dog out. Hold up. All right. So how <laughs> you been? How you been? How you been? How how was your mental health? Are you all right? You good? You have any extra hobbies that came, that came up out of this? Yeah, like I've uh, I run a bunch of conduit through my garage. Oh but, shit. Uh, yeah. I've got uh, electrical outlets all over the place now. I can oh. plug in saws anywhere I want to. I started doing woodworking. I've nice. Done, all I'm doing is I, too, I'm distracted because I'm looking. I shouldn't tell you. I'm looking at the world's largest roach right now. Oh, my gosh. It's okay. You heard I was talking to people from San Antonio. <laughs> he decided to join it. Hey, what up? Sorry. I don't know why I got shit on you. The, um, no, it's it's uh it's uh it's not fun here. It, I, I, it's my not brain, fun. I mean, I, I, here's the here's something that I tried because I, I used to be really bad, really bad, depressive uh, for years and years and years. Yeah. And um and while this is all going on, and then even just like just now, when Josh was talking about you know saturation or whatever, and I anything can be turned into a positive light. Any, mm. You know what I mean? And like the industry we were just talking about, stand up or really industry, any industry. You just got to find the positives and, and, and move forward that way. I'm, um, my wife was having a really hard time with all this because it is confining. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's a lack of freedom. This is honestly when I, I think this is probably what it was like quite a bit to when I was growing up, I'd watch these reports about Russia, their USSR at the time, mm. and about what life was like where people were waiting in line to get food, which is what we do now. And there was no freedom of travel like we have now. Sure. And you could, we were told where you could and couldn't go. And I'm like, oh, this is, I, I get that somehow. And it's, it's kind of dreary and depressing. But um, I, I have found the greatest happiness in just letting go. Mm. Just trying to, trying to recreate what life was like up until about March 6th mm. can't be done. And so every day you you wake up and you fight the same fight and you cannot beat it, you know. And that's what I would, it, I was having a lot of talks with my wife because she's was having a really hard time. My wife is probably the the greatest mother in the world, and she my kids always have something to do. There's a park trip or uh, some craft thing. Like she just goes and goes and goes <laughs> with them. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know what she's making up for. <laughs> she must have done some really. Horrible shit. She, she, so she was trying to recreate a regular summer for them, and it was so depressing and irritating for her. And she kept losing her temper Mm. and getting so mad. And because she was just like, I would say, like, honey, leaf in a stream, 
you're a leaf in a stream. You can't fight the stream. Just let let it take you where it's going to take. And she gets so mad and say, so then our kids are just supposed to do nothing. And I was like, well, no, they're not supposed to do nothing. But um, uh, I did not have a, I did not have parents the way that you were parenting, and I, I yeah. turned out okay. I mean, I. I attempted a suicide a couple of times. It's not because of my summers. Yeah. A couple of like, times. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I'm not good at anything. Jesus and, uh, Christ. <laughs> <laughs> no follow through, bro. And um, so I told, I told her, I was like, Hey, you just have to, you have to find a way of saying, this is what life now is. And what can I do inside? And be creative. Like what can I do inside the, the constraints? And also like, you know, for a little bit, I was trying to figure out, well, what's my hustle going to be? How am I going to do stand-up? Am I going to record some things? Am I going to do – what am I going to do? And then I realized, oh, I don't have to do Mm-mm. any of that. Now, I worry some. Like, what happens to – I've spent two decades trying to build a fan base. You know, when I do a show, people turn out. That feels great. That took oh, a yeah. long time for me to build. Do those people go away? Um, I know enough about – that business and uh, and listeners from my radio show and stuff like that, that, yeah, I'm going to lose a lot of those people. That's just the way, the way life goes. But I did it once before, do it again. And in the meantime, I mean, I've been having a good time. You might have more success because people will be starving. There'll be less people actually. Maybe. 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 I think doing it. I think, I think, I think we're going to have a lot of people who are at that seven year mark or 10 year mark. And we're like, fuck this. You know what? I can't, I can't do this anymore. I think we're going to have. Well, a- I'm, that might be good for some, especially some people who, you never really had the heart to just say to them, "Hey, man, you are <laughs> a really fucking good accountant," and um, yeah. stick with the accountant. Uh, what I what I want, but but here's where I feel really bad: is we all know we have friends, and I, I, uh, you guys may be included. I don't. This is a the comedy. To get back to that, or maybe we'll, we'll move on to something else. But comedy is a hard, 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 hard thing to do. And you have to kind of agree, odds on, that you're going to be poor for a while. Mm. And I have a, I mean, I see some of my friends who are getting attention from industry and all that and getting gigs. And now that's dried up. Their bartending jobs have dried up. Yeah. Table jobs have dried up. So now they're going into debt. Credit Mm -hmm. cards are getting racked up. So even when shit comes back online. How are they going to go back into it? How do you go back into to to you you still have to like I still gotta get bills paid I, and I yeah. I feel like I feel like that to me is the saddest part of all this. Um, you gotta have a you gotta have a cash cow. My wife works very hard <laughs> so I can have all this shit, and I have convinced her with whatever hypnotism I was able to do it that this is gonna fucking happen. And the first decade, that was just getting ready to happen. But now, now that, you know, everything went to shit, now it's going to happen. Yeah. So, and she's really. Now it's personal. Now, Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, this used to be our our uh, bedroom. And now it's, uh, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. And now it's this. I mean, it still is when you guys fight, right? Yeah, yeah. And then, I'm okay. And then the stimulus check. <laughs> Stimulus check? You're looking at the stimulus check. Here we go, right? The, we needed this TV. I needed uh, this foam behind it. This purple paint's beautiful. 60 bucks. You can't see. There's a whole studio. It'll, it'll look studio. different when, when when it's all edited out. But yeah. I mean, your wife, you, you, 
let's be honest. Your wife doesn't think that this is going to be the year that you make or whatever. She just no. knows that when you stay happy mm-hmm. with your bullshit hobby, yeah. that you're easier <laughs> to fucking deal with. So oh, she's yeah. going to let but you she burn. Also- she's letting you burn the fucking minivan money on a goddamn monitor and some purple paint. But she's like, you know what? Josh, he does his thing. I don't have to. And then also when I yell at him to bathe the kids, he's got to go fucking bathe the kids. Yeah. Well, the, I stay home with the kids. So I've been staying they're home with the kids for the past so you see, that's four years. Which, yeah. Yeah. That's why they're always smarter than us, Josh. They're always, oh. never forget that. Always smarter than us. Oh, yeah. No, no. Yeah. And then, well, and she does the same thing as your wife. She has, she was working all this time and now she's going back to school and she still has activities for the kids. And the way I take care of the kids is I buy a little toy from this place called Five Below and it costs, it. you know, three bucks. And I hide it in the house and I say, find it. <laughs> That's two hours. That's two right. hours. And they think it's the greatest game ever. They think it's the greatest game to find the toy and then give you hints. It's like, all right, I'll give you a hint. But remember that all your Legos got to pick up Legos and I'll give you a hint. And then oh, it's just, you know, manipulate your wife, manipulate your kids, get your dreams done, get them out of the studio so you can podcast you with your friends. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. And then manipulate yeah. your friends. And then manipulate because your friends. It's like, we can't even hang out. Like, hold on, dude. Let me put the camera up. Let yep. me put the lights up. Like, dude, I just, let's just have a beer and no. just talk about it. We got to get ready. Oh, dude, that'll be a perfect segment of what I'm working on. He was like, hey, we should do some sketches. And now we got a film festival three years later, you know? And it's just, yeah. everything has to become yeah. something. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. <laughs> even, even I, I refuse to even do it. And I still. But it's on. like, oh, dude, like I'm over at my house, like I, like I made dinner, and I show up, and he has a here, put this on. We're gonna be in front of the camera real quick. <laughs> now, George, how are you dealing with all this stuff? Um, it's uh, it's it's it sucks. Um, I'm going crazy. Yeah, look at that mustache. I'm, I'm I have a mustache now. Uh, I I'm a woodworker as well. well I'm trying yeah. to get into the union. Um, I I'm spending. A lot of time, I'd like it. I it's it feels like the '80s to me, you know, because the only window we have is social media. The outside, if you just shut that window, you can you can fill your time with all kinds of dumb shit, you know, and make yeah, yourself look like a better person. I'm sorry, I'm reading more. He made a whole kitchen. I made I I remodeled this kitchen. Um, my uh, my parents, they're they're I'm very fortunate. They're they're very they they uh, I inherited a house here in san antonio and i'm destroying it this man this happened right at the fucking corona bullshit like in march no late late february so So, are you gone from from austin now are you back in san antonio yeah i have a house in san antonio yeah yeah so i'm here with the family um if this blows over i'll probably i'm born more than definitely I'll be back in Austin once everything opens up. You can't be more than definitely. No, I am 110% (laughs) that I will not be here. Once Whatever the new normal comes along and it's tolerable and shit, I'll be back in Austin. And I'll be going up with him now. I'll be 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 in in, in Austin, bro. You know? Good. My setup over there was was nice. You know, I fucking miss it. I miss Cap City. I miss fucking Punch. I miss you. I miss everybody. It wouldn't be different because, man, I haven't... I haven't seen anybody. Yeah. I haven't seen anybody. Yeah. And, uh, and that part, that part is, I think, you know, I'm, I'm anybody who's listening to this where I, I'm not, I'm not cracking anything new to anybody and we're all feeling the same thing. It's yeah. weird for me 
And the way I used to keep up with people was kind of social media. And I have really, I have to for my for my job. I'm supposed to do certain amounts of posts and stuff. Oh. But it's so hard for me because I remember a time when um, I would go on social media because it was, you know, people had pictures from when they were out the night before at whatever bars. I'd see all the comics so I knew mm-hmm. what shows they had done, who was out, um, pe- pictures of people's dogs, some funny videos. Usually people were like, check out this new taco truck that's open. Yeah. Um, quick, go eat there before they fucking get deported. It's going to be it's delicious <laughs> for the eight weeks you got. Whatever. You know, and that's like, that was great. It is so much fighting. It's just mm-hmm. we're all inside. We weren't meant to be kept inside. Yeah. And everyone's hot takes on politics and COVID. Mm-hmm. Politics and oh, COVID. Oh, no, we got a big... It, we, got in, we, we got into some stuff because... Uh, the big one is the Christy Teigen. Who's we? Oh, I mean the podcast. We just this guy brings it up. I don't know. It's a hot button, so I'm making jokes about it. All of a sudden, we start getting all this negative, which I don't give a fuck. But it's like brutal. You guys are fucking dumb idiots. But he all this he shit. defends pedophiles, apparently. I, yeah, no, I don't. What's up, stupid. With, what, what's up with Christy Teigen? Christy Teigen deleted. This is like the third you podcast. Can't, you in can't. A row. You can't watch a comedy podcast <laughs> and not act like. A, why do you act like everything's fucking serious? I think it's, it's like the jokes. third or fourth podcast in a row we talk about it. Well, fuck it. He, she Is had 60,000 tweets she deleted and blocked a million people on Twitter because they were attacking her because she came out with tweets like, um, oh, this girl in, on TV, this Tierra or whatever, is giving me a boner. Uh, pedo alert, pedo alert, or just like, you know what I mean? Like, it was it was a bunch of, like, lame pedophile jokes, and people were like, oh, she's a pedophile. So we made fun of it. Well, they made I brought it up. They made fun of it on the podcast. <laughs> and apparently on the internet right now, people want her arrested. People want her like that she deserves to die. All this stuff. Jesus. Because she's it's like the where we it's the where we go when we go off of. Well, that, and I and I would yeah, that's exactly what it is. And I tell people, please yeah. send me a tweet that she sent so we could talk about it. Do your own research. I'm like, okay. Yes. I go, and what about Kevin Spacey? Because we also talked about Kevin Spacey and how Kevin Spacey, all his accusers, are dead now. And that's how Which he got true. off. Yeah, three of them are dead. So all three accused. Whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa, whoa! Jeffrey Epstein. No, 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 no. Um, <laughs> uh, did I say Jeffrey Epstein? I'm sorry. Uh, no, dude. No, I'm he accused uh, Kevin Spacey. Uh, hey, uh, jokes. You can do jokes. You have to be so serious. No, come on, bro. That's how we got caught up last time. We said jokes. When we talk about this. We're serious. We got one of our friends in trouble too because he's fucking <laughs> super funny about everything. And we were just me and him were just going back and forth. Yeah. And Josh just kept throwing up those softballs and shit. Really? Is that how you feel about? It? I'm like, whoa, we're making jokes, and all these people agree with him online. Which who the fuck cares? Keep your fucking non no follower ass, no video posting ass appendages. Oh, shut the fuck up. It's anyway. At first, Hot I was take like, army, dude. Hot take army. Yeah, uh, hey, hey I, I appreciate all those views and all those comments they put on there. I even appreciate the dislikes. Thank you. Keep disliking that video. I had to stop looking at it because I kept cussing everybody out on like, man, fuck you. Like, just, I, uh, no, like straight up. See, George, you can't interact with the. Thank with you. The, with yeah. The, come on. Okay. Well, is what I'm doing it makes worse. Makes me feel better. They were getting mad at me. They were getting mad at me because I was going on there and be like, well, thanks for watching the the video. And people were like, this is the stupidest podcast I've ever seen. I'm like, it's called <laughs> willful ignorance. Thank you for watching. And then these guys are like, you're a fucking pussy. You shouldn't be. I'm like, oh, who the fuck said that? uh, Edward. Yeah. Well, he robbed a bank. So that's that's he's able to say that shit. Yeah. Speaking of. So you haven't gone up six months. I haven't gone up. The last show I did was the last we wrapped up the punch season. Mm. Couldn't have been better timed. 
yeah. because I think that they, I mean, we, we, that was a Tuesday and that was the same day. I think that they announced that they were going to cancel South by Southwest. Yeah. And yeah, thank God for I that. even felt weird about having that show because people were talking about this disease we knew nothing about. And I was like, should I even have people in this room? But so you, I needed that. I needed that check. So I didn't really give a fuck. About <laughs> <people>. <laughs> I mean, Money over sickness. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm an American. M-O-S. So, uh, and I did that show. And I remember thinking, I remember talking to friends too. I was like, well, you know, I, this, uh, I mean, I'm probably not going to be on stage again, I guess, until maybe after the contest. And so it's probably going to be May where mm-hmm. I do stand up again. And now I'm like, dude, I'm not, it's be a fucking year when it's all said and done. I bet. I'm hoping, I mean, I hope it, I heard it, you know, Cap got to open for like a one weekend. Yeah. Right? And they spread it way out. Like they had very few people in there, 40 or 50 people. And the room holds 300. Mm-hmm. But I heard it was done pretty safely. And uh, my buddy who was doing it said, he, he said, like, I had fun. He's like, it feels because everybody's on your side. They're yeah. so desperate to be entertained that it's not like sitting in a 300 room where only 45 people showed up. Mm-hmm. It's no, they, the they want to be people there. Who managed to get a ticket and. They're into it. So, yeah. you know, I, I, if they can do that again, I'll do anything for Cap. So uh, well, we'll see. That's what we noticed. When we would go out to the shows, it was like, man, these people are starving for material. Yes. It's like, it's yeah. like shooting a, a fish, fish uh, you know. In a barrel? In a toilet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's like some of the jokes were hitting a little harder than they were us- than usual, especially for the size of the audience. Like, God dang. It's, no, it's, it was amazing. It was amazing. Well, yeah, I think we're all, I mean, we all get, it's just been weird, man. It's been weird. I wish I had something more profound to say, like I had better work. I also just talked for a living for like six hours, then came home, made dinner, put the kids to bed. So I'm at the end of that. But the, uh, I, 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 it is a weird time to try to transverse, but I've also had fun conversations with my kids about it. I'm like, this is a, your, your grandkids will read about this and they'll learn about it yeah. and they'll want to ask you about it. Yeah. And kids are kind of resilient too. You know, my wife worries so much about them and I'm like, they don't know otherwise. We know what we're missing out on. We had a very good friend who was getting married in Italy in two weeks. Supposed to. Mm-hmm. Family ran a villa, Lake Como in wow. Italy. And we got in a very small group of people were invited. My wife and I got the invitation. We are not Lake Como money kind of people. Mm. But my buddy had this villa, and I was like, he's like, you just need a plane ticket. Get out here. And I was like, fuck, we're going to Lake Como, motherfuckers. And so, like, we know what we're missing, which is our one chance to go spend a week in some fucking bazillion-dollar villa in Italy. No. But my kids are, you know, as long as you keep the sour candy flowing, they're going to be fine. Yep. Yep. So. Yeah, my daughter, she thinks uh, the fifth grade is like, that's probably all I need, right? <laughs> it's like, no, dude, you have six, seven, and eight. But the virus, like I can do, I mean, I see you struggle with math. This is what, it's It's fine. We're done. Yeah, I'm done. I don't my, need to go to school anymore. My son's Dad, kind of, what has education done for you? Oh, <laughs> yeah. I rest my case, Your Honor. And she's looking around the house. What the fuck is this about? Honestly. I'm worried about my son getting used to it. He's, yeah. he's, he's liking it. He's yeah. like, yeah, I don't, I don't want to go outside. I don't want to go do anything. I'm going to watch yeah, YouTube, I'm, and I'm going to play video games, and 
you know, I'm there. He's something great's gonna come out of this. Some kid's gonna invent some fucking nonsense. It's gonna be like, oh shit. Yeah, but that 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 inside. I mean, you used to tell your kids go outside, go play with some other kids, but now you're trying to keep them away from other kids. Yeah. yeah. And this fucking, we are gonna. I mean, my. I look at both of my kids in their fucking noodle arms, and I worry a little bit about hmm. about the future of, uh, as far as that goes. Yeah. I mean, both of them just kind of atrophying on the sofa, turning <laughs> yeah. the dust slowly. Uh, you got to get them workout uh, games. Shit, they're not going to do that, dude. They've they turned into, they, yeah, they, they're weak, weak sauce, man. Which, <laughs> like you're calling fun. your kids I weak mean, sauce? I don't know if you, how much time you spend in Austin, but... They're going to make great baristas somewhere. They got those thin arms and are into superhero movies. So they'll they'll make a perfect partner for somebody. They will. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate it. All right. You're welcome. Well, we appreciate, we appreciate you being on the podcast. And uh, when when is it? Well, I was gonna say when does Punch come back? But I mean, no idea. No idea. <laughs> well, how'd you even bring it up? I don't know. It's just, the fuck it's just hey, that's a weird thing. I mean, just had a habit. But thanks for plugging shit. I don't know. I don't know any answers, man. I don't know. I don't know. You're not gonna. You're, gonna, you're not gonna do. I don't know. You're not gonna do Zoom for Punch. Hey. When the fuck is the big chip cookie going to be back at H-E-B? I don't know. It's a delicious fucking cookie. But they can't seem to get it there anymore. There Dr. Pepper's out on the shelf. What the fuck is any of this going to happen? I don't know. Let alone, know, let alone comedy. Uh, <laughs> oh, fuck, dude. Oh, when my it, God. When is, I don't know. When are you going to... When are you gonna finally fucking make it and let your wife have her bedroom back? We don't know. We don't know. 2023, hopefully. Yeah, 2023. Hey, 23, sweet. You're gonna go. You're gonna go that Jordan year. Yeah, 2023. You're waiting, you're waiting so that your big year matches your shoes. I see what's going uh, on here. Uh, <laughs> San Antonio, bro, countdown city, baby. Yeah, it's the you know how it is. <clears throat> yeah. Rocking them Jays. Um, man, well, I, I fucking, uh, uh, I miss you, dude. I miss uh, uh, Cap City. Absolutely. I miss, I miss, I miss. Chris, I miss fucking, uh, you know, Telez. I mean, I miss every, seeing everybody, you know, and uh, it just fucking sucks. Um, that's all I have to say. Bring, hey, that's my platform. Some positivity to this yeah. podcast, man. <laughs> <laughs> I um, uh, shit, like, we got up at the club here uh, a couple of times, and yeah. uh, it's, it's fucking sweet, man. Just hold out for it. Don't do any fucking, you know. I'm not going to. I'm just going to hang tight. I'll, you know, the, the, and I will say that, you know, I just switched – we switched on um, my radio show switched from being a morning show we moved to afternoons the mm. the drive time in austin people are on average are in their car an extra 25 minutes in the afternoon traffic in this town so we decided to take a gamble mm -hmm. and go to to afternoons and it's, it's turning out to not even be a gamble it's working splendidly so you don't got to get up at like two o'clock in the morning anymore to fucking no and that's but that started in the beginning of march Oh. So my whole thing was, I'm going to wrap up Punch, and then for the first time in 10 years, I'm going to start going back out and getting up like every night of the week. I'll get the kids to bed, my wife will go to sleep, and around 11 or so, I'll go out and I'll hit some of these clubs and I'll start doing shows again. And I was so fucking excited because <laughs> I kind of transitioned over the years from what I felt was like a real comic to just really a show host, you know? I yeah. still got to do stuff. It's been, I mean, my career is still, I, I'm very thankful for the things I have. 
But the idea of just being a real comic, hanging out, drinking after the shows, mm. saying those horrible jokes to each other that I would say to you if we weren't recording this right now, you know, the, the stuff <laughs> yeah. that you do when you're a comic, stuff yeah. that you know, that, oh, we would all be canceled forever if anyone Fuck. ever heard the shit we're saying to each other right now. And that's what I miss. And um, uh, I just was also thinking, like, I like that somebody would see this out of context and it's just like, Man, saying terrible stuff, that's what I miss. <laughs> and, that's and, the clip. Uh, but you know what I mean? And so and and so literally it was getting ready to start. And my wife was like, You've been a great dad, a great husband. I think this will be awesome for you. The kids are a little older, they don't need as much help anything. And I was looking forward to all of that. And it just like up and smokes. So I just I miss seeing everybody. Miss seeing everybody. Yeah. And that's the thing I think going around. And I know I, I can't wait to uh hug a bunch of dudes that I usually couldn't stand really to even be around or smell or whatever. <laughs> I can't wait to see everybody again. So with that, <laughs> how awesome would it be if I just fucking ate a gun right now? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, damn, do we keep rolling or just like, I mean, this probably anyway, would be, that probably be the best episode ever. Cause you know, you anyway, finally fall through <laughs> and then we'll, we'll put it out in the evening. Oh my in God. Conclusion. Uh, you know what? Christy Teigen's right. Fuck some kids. <laughs> the best. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You to be like, holy shit. We are fucking, we're making a name for ourselves. <laughs> and that's right when you realize that you never hit record on this motherfucker. Oh, <laughs> fuck. Can you do it again? I think he's dead. Can, Can you, you do, do it, it again? again? Hey, Matt, we're going to go ahead and let you go. Um, we'll call you back. You fucking, you just take that clip and you mail it to Rogan. Hey, man, just saying, we, uh, we're in it to we win it. Pretty good stuff. I don't know if you're looking for a couple of guys that talk people into killing themselves, but, you know, if you can do some spinoffs or something, let us know. Uh, Joe Rogan experience, final experience. That's what I'm saying. It's a pretty big thing. <laughs> If there's any comics you don't like, send them our way. <laughs> so where can people find you? <laughs> well, they can find most of my brains splattered all over this wall. Uh, I I work in Austin. I work on a show called Dudley and Bob with Matt. We stream. We do some podcasts and stuff. It's all there. And that's really kind of my one channel right now. Mm. Uh Punches down. I'm always inviting people to sign up on the mailing list. We're gonna. I've been talking to Dustin, who does a lot of our tech stuff, and we have almost ten years worth of like shows and stuff recorded. And I think we're just gonna start because right now nothing's going on. I think we're just gonna start uh, sending some of that out. We have a big mailing list, and just sending that to some people on our mailing list. And uh, you go to punchcomedy.com for that, and just sending out. You know, here's some clips. We got nothing going on right now, but please remember these friends of ours, and then take a bunch of clips for. Friends of ours who are doing Comedy Central uh, yeah. podcast, whatever. Just basically turn it. I mean, I know it sounds weird to turn it into like just a marketing channel, but you know, there's a lot of comedy savvy fans there, and I'm just gonna start pumping stuff out because I don't want them to forget. Yeah. But uh, that's it. Other than that, you can find me at 7 a.m. tomorrow, waking my kids up, sitting them down after an entire summer of waking up at 10 a.m. Now I gotta get them up at like 6:30. Mm-hmm. make him eat fucking cereal and then sit in front of a computer for eight hours a day, which should be fucking wonderful. They'll love it. No, they won't. <laughs> a nice try. Yeah. Everything's going to work out. All right, folks. 
Um, do you have anything coming up? Uh, All right. I was at. I was at. <laughs> I was at LOL last week by the time this comes out. Oh, yeah, you're, you're doing Godfrey. Doing All right, Godfrey. Godfrey. All right folks, uh, I got nothing at all. So. <laughs>